This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. You're listening to Kelly Cotrera on Talk Radio, AM 640 at HD Radio. 645, 26 degrees. We're moving into an absolutely fantastic long weekend weather-wise and tons to do in the city of Toronto and beyond. And the big top is at the Portlands and Cirque du Soleil is in town. Luzia is the newest Big Top creation. Here to talk about it is Francis Jalbert from Cirque du Soleil. Luzia described as a waking dream of Mexico. Tell us the story. Absolutely. So this show, as you mentioned, is loosely inspired on Mexico. So we're kind of taking you on a journey through time and place in Mexico. So you're traveling from different eras. You're seeing different landscapes, whether it's the beach or the sea, or we even take you to a cinema studio from the 1920s. So each act really has its own feel throughout the performance. And um, so it's like traveling around without leaving your, your seat. And we're basically following the story of this character that goes back to Mexico um, to, to a land that he, that he knows or that he rediscovers. And, and it's kind of his dream that we're following throughout the show. And I understand that the monarch butterfly, which we all know uh, does that massive migration from Canada to Mexico yearly, features prominently in the show. Do tell. Yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the uh, it's one of the lead characters. We call her the Running Woman. So it's a it's a lady that represents one of the native tribes of Mexico, and she she's running on a massive treadmill, but she wears this amazing, beautiful dress that is the butterfly, uh, the wings. So we have the monarch but- butterfly. Um, the, the dress itself is 40 feet long, and it's, uh, it's kind of the opening scene of the show. So it's the first encounter of a clown as it's going through Mexico. I absolutely, I have seen a little sneak peek, because yesterday was opening night at the Portlands under the big top. And it is just, it's once again, Cirque du Soleil outdoes itself with its shows. You know, it's just, it is so flowy, and she looks like a monarch butterfly. We do, You know, we're in awe when we're sitting in the seats and watching it, and we definitely are transported to a, a different place. And what I love about Cirque is, you know, it's kind of called a circus, but it's not at all a circus. It's it's pure pageantry. It's a concert. It's uh, it's like, a, a, it is like a waking dream. So uh, I am ecstatic that you're back in town and I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Let's talk about the fact that, you know, when I was watching a little footage, somebody had their uh, social media camera rolling yesterday. Uh, I yeah. thought I saw a real horse on stage. That's not a horse, right? It's not a real horse. So it's actually a giant life-size horse, but it's actually made out of metal, and there's three puppeteers in it. And the way it's made is that you can see through the horse, and you can actually see the work of the puppeteers as well. So it it has kind of a metallic look to it. Um, so it's one of the biggest, one of the big pieces that we have. But actually, with Lusta, we really tried to push forward the limits of what we can do inside the big top. So we're bringing a lot of different props for each scene, but we also have water in the show. So at some point it's raining from the ceiling and the acrobats are performing aerial acts under the rain. Um, so we're really pushing forward what you can see under the big top. Now, is the water a special effect or is there actually water within the show? No, no, there's actually water within the show. So we're basically traveling with a tank of 6,000 liters of water. Um, and there's water falling from the ceiling and there's holes in the stage. So it goes through the stage and it gets collected in, uh, in, in kind of a basin underneath the stage. But also the stage can go down and there's a pool hidden in the stage as well. So water is very predominant in this performance. It's the first time we've done this under the big top. And uh, I don't want to get 
too much away, but we're doing some little magic tricks also with the water that people cannot expect. Wow. I mean, the only time I've ever heard of water being used is actually in your Las Vegas show. Oh, so this is actually you have me very intrigued. I want to ask you about the logistics of putting water onto a stage because, you know, you've got acrobats that do really incredible things with their body and balancing. And you would imagine any water on the stage could be quite potentially treacherous. So how do you get how do you clean that off or what happens so that you maintain a safe environment for the show? Well, first of all, there was a lot of research and development uh, during the creation process to find the perfect way to make this happen. Um, you know, the creation process is almost two years, two years and a half long, and there's a lot of trials and, and, and errors also that we try uh, to, to go to the final product. In terms of the acrobatics, we had to see how much we can push to have the artist perform either on a wet surface or either under the water. So, for example, we have an act where girls are spinning in huge metallic wheels, but then when the water comes, they change their wheels, and the wheels they have are actually covered with a bike, sorry, a bike tire. So they're actually, so then they don't slide on the stage, you know, even though the stage is wet. And there's also moments where we're distracting the audience and bringing them to look somewhere else or up mm-hmm. in the air, we're actually drying the stage. So we created kind of those little Zambonis that were, that were uh, driving around the stage and actually drying uh, the surface. Um, wow. but, it's, but it's, yeah, it's been, especially during the, the staging process of the show, we're trying, finding ways to be able to dry the stage and make sure it's safe while we're still doing a show and we don't have to pause it. And you'll see when you come to Lucia, it's really seamless. We're taking you from one act to the other so seamlessly. You won't even notice that we're pushing like huge props that we're drawing the stage in the meantime. Um, it's quite fantastic. It's art meet, meets uh, engineering. That is actually quite a feat. The special effects are always outstanding at Cirque du Soleil. Besides your Zambonis, what else can you tell us? <laughs> well, first of all, um, one of the opening acts of the show is it's called Hoop Diving, which is a... I would say it's a, it's a very old circus discipline where actually people are, are jumping through towers of hoops, so through hoops that are stacked on top of each other. Uh, but in this case, we decided to bring them on massive treadmills. So actually the artists are running and the hoops are, are kind of coming to them instead of being static. They're coming to them or going away from them. Um, so it created such a different way of, uh, of doing this acrobatic performance. Um, and basically those two treadmills that we are using, it's usually made for industrial pieces. And we had to make them make in London a ship uh, to Montreal where we were training. So there's a lot. Each act, we really kind of push the boundaries. Like I said, the water is, is very predominant in the show. Costume, we have more than a thousand costume pieces. The artists change costume four to seven times during the show. Um, and it's all inspired by Mexico. But we decided to go uh, more in a, minimal, a minimalistic uh, approach. Um, so having one main color per, per scene instead of having kind of a mosaic of colors. Um, so I really think that people will get transported and feel that they're not sitting in a tent in Toronto anymore, but that with all the elements that we're bringing, we'll really feel that they're going to this magical or imaginary Mexico that we're presenting to them. I'm still distracted by the things that you create to make your show actually happen and happen seamlessly. How much time goes into research and development before you even get this show, you know, up and running so that, you know, you can get it to the storyline? How Are we talking years? We're talking years. Uh, basically, how we work is that we find a, first a director with who we want to we work with, and we build a team around that person with the costume designers, music composers, lighting designers, and so on. And each person, sometimes we try to make teams that there's people that have worked with Cirque before, but also a group of people that is their first time as well, because we want to reinvent ourselves and want to be able to bring something new to the table. So we always start with the blank page at first, and then it's to see what 
the global theme or what what do we want to talk about is this is it the story we want to tell is it more an impression or feelings and once this is done uh we'll try to find the acrobatic disciplines that we want to feature so everything is kind of organic all the designers work together organically and it's about one year of ideas and concepts before the artists actually arrive and start rehearsing the rehearsal process takes about eight months we start by training the acrobatics they bringing them to the level we want, and we do the staging as well. Um, so I would say two, hours, two years, two years and a half is, is, uh, is the period of creation. Wow. So this all focuses around Mexico. Do you have any plans to take it to the States? Uh, yes, actually, right now we are in uh, in Toronto, and after that we're going to San Francisco in November. So we're in our full-on North American tour. You know, a tour like uh, like Luzia will last for 10 to 12 years under the big top, uh, so it will pretty much take us all around the world on four or five continents. Well, fingers crossed that Trump doesn't get in, or you guys are going to have to figure out how to build a wall for your show. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> how long is it running here in Toronto? It's running in Toronto until October 16th, and we're at the Portlands along the waterfront. And our tickets are available at CirqueDuSoleil.com? Slash Lucia, because, you know, we have 18 shows around the world, so CirqueDuSoleil.com slash Lucia, and you'll have all the information to come see us. We do about 10 performances a week, uh, so plenty of chances for people to come. Well, I'm definitely, you sold me. I'm coming. Chris is also uh, thumbs up. He wants to go, too. So uh, you've got two customers right here. Francis Jalbert, I'm sure everyone listening right now, you've got their interest peaked, and uh, the tickets will be selling like hotcakes. You have yourself a fantastic uh, evening. Break a leg. Thank you so much. Have a nice evening. The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640. Or download the app at 640toronto.com.